Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. A very good morning, Alan. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for talking to us this morning, Colin. Can you tell me about Carrie and why you're struggling so much right now more than ever? Uh, gladly, thank you. Um, Carrie is around since 1989, as you mentioned, a 33-year history. Um, it was set up by some medical professionals back then because they saw that there were very poor services for children who were affected by child sexual abuse which in my opinion is the most heinous crime known to man because every child deserves a childhood and uh, it would appear that uh, some adults take advantage and uh, and ruin a child's life um, very early on. So Carrie exists to uh, help with that work. We employ psychotherapists to um, work with the child and of course uh, concurrently with the non-offending carer in the child's orbit. Why are we, that's yeah. a parent or perhaps a that's foster parent. The, that's the work you do then, Colin. Why are we seeing such a high waiting list now? Is it a knock-on effect from COVID or what's the reason behind it? The, the, yeah, the, I've been asked that a couple of times, Alan, and thank you for pointing that out. I think that's the the only thing that changed. If You, you know, we, we all look at stats over the years, all of us, and uh, if you see a spike, you ask yourself, well, what changed? And the only thing that changed in 2020 was our government asked us to stay at home, to stay safe say from the pandemic, say from COVID-19. And uh, we all took that advice and stayed at home. But unfortunately, Alan, for the cohort of children that we exist to serve and their families, uh, home uh, was probably the least safe place uh, they could have been locked down. So uh, we are awaiting this, which had sort of been, you know, averaging around 100 at the end of every year. We'd always have 100 or so children on our waiting list, right, that we were managing to get through over the years, um, that went to 197. It was 92 at the end of 2019, and it was 197 at the end of 2020. And the only thing that changed in that year was lockdown. Okay. You now have 254 children, Colin, waiting to, to access vital services. What are the vital services, and what do they urgently need to access, please? We do three things. We answer the phone with our care line. You, you can thank you for passing out the care line number. If anybody is uh, affected by anything that they hear today and they want to reach out, please use that that uh, that number. Um, but uh, we answer the phone and we offer support to uh, families who find themselves in crisis because of a disclosure around suspected child sexual abuse. Um, we then would invite, uh, there's a process that goes through, obviously it's not quite as simple as the way I'm describing it now, but <clears throat> we invite families in for consultation for what we call advice appointments. And then when the time is right, and of course subject to funding, uh, we invite those families in to, to begin the work of healing uh, towards hope. And the whole idea here is if we can get to see children who've been affected by child sexual abuse um, sooner rather than later, well then we stand the best possibility, stand the best chance of affecting right. them positively. They want to lead uh, fully formed lives into the future. Yeah, and the consequences of these children not getting access to the help they need, then listening to what you're saying there, are, are extremely serious. They really are. Uh, it's, there, there are st- statistics out there that suggest that up to 90% of children who f- find themselves abused in some shape or form uh, who don't get early intervention can develop a mental illness by the age of 18. Um, on top of that, suicidal ideation. Um, you know, for those uh, people who are fortunate enough to get help when they identify that they're beginning to have um, ideas around taking their own lives, uh, oftentimes the people who intervene there find that it, it relates back to years of uh, to, to, uh, child abuse um, that has been buried under the surface for years. And of course, we all know that feelings buried alive come back uglier and big, bigger down the track. And the problem that we have uh, is that. Um, 
it, 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 those problems that we just alluded to, uh, mental illness at age 18 or indeed suicidal ideation down the track, there's a risk that we as a society could kick the can down the road and say, well, we'll deal with it, with it when it gets there. But I think, you know, I was just listening earlier to the, uh, the Michael D. Higgins um, piece on, on, on uh, the homeless crisis. It's the same stuff all, all over the place. We've got to start tackling issues in Ireland now. And yeah. our issue in Cary is child sexual abuse, heinous crime. 4,331 cases reported to DUSA in 2021 alone. Have you got stats or figures for, for Wexford as a matter of interest, or do you not have them county by county? I have them, I have them directly here. Um, so uh, the TUSA uh, map, if you like, is broken down into regions, and Waterford, Wexford, of the 4,331 that uh, were reported last year, 238 cases were reported in Waterford and Wexford. So that's... Uh, yeah. Sorry, and we, and, and we have we have one of our therapists who operates in Wexford one day a week uh, to help some of the families that are on their waiting list down there. Right, and, and you would obviously like to be able to increase the opportunities for people to get counselling here in Wexford. How would you like to move it from one day a week to what? Uh, we'd like to we'd like to go to five days a week if of we course, could. The, yeah. the challenge the challenge that we have um, it, it in, a, in a way it's similar, Alan, to the, the housing crisis. We we have therapy rooms sitting idle, right? We have therapy rooms sitting idle, and an idle therapy room um, means a child sitting at home in pain. So our issue isn't capacity, right? No more no more than I think the president was suggesting that the housing issue isn't a capacity issue, it's just about a utilization issue. Our issue isn't a capacity, our issue is funding to employ the psychotherapists to to do the work. At the moment Carrie can see about fifty families uh, a week and the family it takes a, a roughly a year, Alan, as you can imagine, this is complex, deep complex work, right? So it takes roughly a year on average for a family to come through our doors broken. Uh, to go through the work and then, you know, leave in a, in a much better place, roughly a year on average, yeah. uh, some longer, some shorter. So uh, on the basis that we're currently only able to afford enough psychotherapists to see about 50 families a year, yeah. uh, well, then it will take us five years to clear current, um, people that we're working with and then that waiting list that you alluded to earlier. Yeah. However, we've got the physical capacity to travel that. We could, we could clear that waiting list in the next two years if there was sufficient funding made available. And right. we're here to ask government, we're here to ask the public and um, businesses out there, yeah. anybody who believes with us that this crime should be stopped and that the children who have, through no fault of their own, been abused, um, yeah. that they need help and deserve help, well, they were asking for immediate emergency funding so we can do that. So, uh, can I take it, it's staff our money, or is it both you need? Money are, are urgently needed uh, by the, by all accounts, what you said to me there. Yeah, you see, the, the, the staff are out there. We, now, we, we have to attract them, we have to go find them, but the, you know, the, 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 I, I couldn't do what these wonderful people do, Alan. It's incredible the work they do. Um, but they, they get into those very difficult conversations day after day after day. And, and I asked one of the therapists, why do you do what you do? And she said, uh, because we see that they, we see the smile coming back into their faces. We see them effectively skipping out the door after a period of time. So that's incredible work. Um, so the, the, what's, what's getting in the way at this moment in time is funding. If we had the funds available and sustainable funds available, we would find the staff and hire the staff to come work with us on our, on our mission. And our vision is to get to a place where Carrie has no waiting list. That's our vision. In our 33 years, we've never managed that. Mm. But it's now time to break the silence. That's why we're coming out, Alan, and thank you very much for having us on your show. We have to break the silence on this. Um, heinous crime, 
damaged children everywhere. Uh, you know, one, one in four, you may have heard that statistic, or one in five, there's some debate as to whether it is it one, one in four or one in five. I, regardless, it's too many. That's 20% or 25% of our child population uh, are deemed to have suffered some form of child sexual abuse. And the 4,330-odd cases that were reported last year, I think, you know, if we let you and I talk as, as, as men here, uh, you know, I think if you can imagine the trauma that, and I actually can't imagine the trauma, that, that would come upon a family where a disclosure is made, right? And the bravery that it takes for that family to stand up and say, we're in trouble here, we need help, and to come out and, and make a report. How many families choose to try and handle it internally, choose to try and keep it to themselves, for whatever reason, whatever, any reason. So our sense of it here in Cary is the 4,331 that were uh, reported is not the real number. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.